Hello there, my hearty friend. Thank you for joining me again. And if it's your first time, it's great to have you with me. Welcome to episode 21 of the My Heart and Mind podcast. It's been quite a while since my last podcast season and the world has changed in so many ways. So I've decided I'm going to change up this new season and it's going to be a mix of different types of episodes. These include self-help to provide you with an understanding of a subject and some tools to help you help yourself to feel good. There will be some interviews again, but this time they're going to be with some specialists in the cardiac field and with some patients, their story and some tips that help them through the recovery. I'm also adding in some relaxation sessions that incorporates positive affirmations. These will help to lift you up and reduce stress and anxiety, giving you a sense of gentle calm and completeness. So there's plenty to look forward to in the coming weeks. And now I've got you all fired up. With no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the My Heart and Mind podcast, where it's all about creating the feel-good mindset so you can make the most of every moment and reap the benefits of getting the most happiness out of life. And now, over to your host, Sally Crawley. I'm Sally Crawley, a heart attack and breast cancer warrior who loves cats, coffee and cars. Together we're going to explore the art of living happy after a cardiac heart trauma. My show is about helping you to get your emotional power back, to gain control of your life, your mind and your body. After a heart attack, heart surgery or when living with heart disease, it's not just your physical body that has life-altering changes and needs rehabilitation. Your emotions, your life and your world can be in turmoil too. I will help you focus on and influence your mindset, your thoughts and feelings, so you can feel good now. It's about supporting you to make the lifestyle changes that will allow you to reduce your risk factors and love the life you live. My disclaimer though, in brief, if you have any concerns about your health or your heart, then get expert medical advice immediately. If you're thinking about making any major changes in your life, also check with your doctor. My work is not intended to replace conventional medicine, it is purely complementary. I recently asked in my Facebook community, How have people been feeling since their cardiac event or diagnosis? The top answers were fatigue, sleep issues, anxiety and lack of motivation. This helped me decide what my first episode was going to be about. So today we're going to be covering off the problem of fatigue. We're going to talk about or I'm going to be talking to you about what fatigue feels like what the difference is between tiredness and fatigue, because it's quite easy to get that confused. And we'll get down to the why we get fatigue, what it is and what causes it. By the end of this episode, hopefully you're going to understand what fatigue is and what it's not. You'll understand what causes it and accept that you are justified in how you feel. You'll have some ideas and some tools that are going to minimise the impact of the physical and emotional effects of fatigue. I have experienced fatigue three times in recent years. Once was after my heart attack. The second was when I was going through radiotherapy after my breast cancer diagnosis. And again, more recently, during and after COVID. 
It's hard really to describe the kind of exhaustion that you feel. If somebody hasn't experienced it, then it's really hard for them to understand that fatigue is not relieved by resting or sleeping more. This fatigue is not the same feeling as being tired. It's more like having the flu or having all of the stuffing taken out of you and maybe similar to being run over by a very large big red bus. It felt like I was existing in a fog and I couldn't think straight. It's not just tiredness. The mind and the body feel completely fatigued and everything feels like hard work. So is it tiredness, being sleepy or fatigue? Feeling sleepy and being tired occurs when you don't get enough good quality sleep or when you have a lack of stimulation and you're quite bored. It can also be a symptom of a health condition that interferes with sleep such as sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, restless leg syndrome and these are just a few examples. Tiredness happens to everyone. It's an expected feeling after a certain activity or at the end of the day perhaps when it's been particularly hard. Usually you know why you're tired and a good night's sleep solves the problem. It's likely to be quite short term as well and easily retreatable with regular and consistent sleep. But fatigue however especially when it's a chronic fatigue, has been going on for a long time, it's often associated with a health condition or problem, like heart disease and cancer treatments. And it is so well recognised now that it's its own chronic condition called myalgic encephalomyelitis. Sorry, I don't think I said that properly. Or chronic fatigue syndrome. That's much easier for me to say. You'll often hear them called ME or CFS. And it's officially recognised in the UK as a disability. So what is fatigue? This is a definition by Mayo Clinic staff. And they say, nearly everyone is overtired or overworked from time to time. Such instances of temporary fatigue usually have an identifiable cause and a likely remedy. Unrelenting exhaustion, on the other hand, lasts longer It's more profound and it isn't relieved by rest. It's a nearly constant state of weariness that develops over time and reduces your energy, motivation and concentration. Fatigue at this level impacts your emotional and psychological well-being too. And there's no particular specific test for... for (coughs) There is no specific test for fatigue, but there are clear guidelines to help doctors diagnose the condition. It is subjective though and it can manifest in people in different ways. It's a feeling of exhaustion that is unrelated and more intense than would be suggested by your activity during the day or your lifestyle. It prohibits you from achieving the normal things that everyone takes for granted. This can range from something quite simple as replying to emails which was what I found exhausting when I was in my recovery to not being able to complete household tasks or maybe even being able to walk and talk at the same time, or being shattered after just taking a shower. It's not something that can be remedied by a good night's sleep. Whilst it can be triggered by an activity, e.g. taking the shower, it doesn't always appear at that time and may strike you down later on in the day, which can sometimes make it quite difficult to identify what it was that caused it. Fatigue can be physical, occurring after physical activity or effort, psychological as seen in states of depression, shock, 
trauma and anxiety and mental occurring after mental activity when you've been learning something or paying attention to something. The symptoms of fatigue are chronic tiredness or sleepiness, a headache, whole body exhaustion, maybe some people experience dizziness and brain fog too. It's difficult to concentrate and your muscles ache and feel quite weak. You've got slowed reflexes and responses to things that you, you previously would have got to ha- taken to hand quite quickly. And I have also found that it impaired my decision-making and my judgment. And, oh boy, I could be really moody and also quite irritable. This list is not exhaustive, excuse the pun, um, but it is a list of symptoms and there are many more because it does differ from person to person. So what is fatigue not? Or more to the point, what is not fatigue? It's not easy for people to understand how it affects you. It's a hidden disease that is hard for people to appreciate just how debilitating it can be if they haven't experienced it themselves. I liken it to the feeling of a bad case of jet lag, but even then I don't think that would work as an example for everybody. What I will tell you though is it is not laziness. It is not your imagination. And it is not just being overtired. It is also not fixed by a good night's sleep. And it is not fixed by flopping on the sofa and having a nap. Nor is it fixed by chilling out and having a Netflix binge session. Although that could be quite relaxing. It is much, much more. It is a mind, body and soul. And it needs a holistic approach. Kindness to oneself and patience. Why might fatigue occur? Well, there are many varied and different reasons why you might experience fatigue. And for today, I'm relating this specifically to heart health and the impact on our well-being. Understanding why you are experiencing fatigue will not solve anything, but it will help you relax and accept that it is a thing. That you can move through it with the support of others and by taking good care of yourself, both physically practically and psychologically, you can start to feel better. A 2008 Swedish study out of the University of Gothenburg, for example, found that half of all patients who survived a myocardial infarction, heart attack, are still experiencing onerous fatigue four months after the infarction. Dr. Pia Alsen, author of the study, observed... Many people experience the fatigue as a new and different, not related to physical effort or lack of rest. It occurred unpredictably and could not be attributed to any definite cause. She believes that the reason for post-heart attack fatigue might also lie in the damage to the heart muscle caused by the heart attack itself. When heart muscle is damaged from being deprived of oxygenated blood flow during a heart attack, Scar tissue is formed on the damaged heart muscle. This decreases the pumping efficiency of the affected area. The resulting reduction of blood flow can produce fatigue depending on the size and location of the scar tissue. I think that this also applies after open heart surgery, cardiac arrest, as well as a heart attack. With heart failure and with abnormal heart rhythms, the heart and other organs are impacted and have to work harder. 
This is exhausting physically, emotionally and mentally. The trauma, the healing and the experience uses much of your energy reserves. If you've experienced a cardiac arrest, this may have resulted in an interruption of the oxygen supply to the brain. The brain also requires energy to heal and repair itself, so may have difficulty sustaining energy over time. Dr. Marcus Rachel, I think that's how you pronounce it, a professor of medicine in Washington University School of Medicine's research, has found that while the brain represents just 2% of your total body weight, it accounts for about 20% of your body's energy use. That means that during a typical day, you use about 320 calories just to think. So add to this the fact that your body has had a massive job to do to heal itself quickly and efficiently. No wonder you don't have the reserves you previously had. It's worth bearing in mind that symptoms of crushing fatigue can be caused by other medical conditions, treatments, medications, viruses, anemia, disturbances in sleep or a disruption in the regular hormones. Sorry, I mean regulation of the hormones like diabetes. If combined with cardiac recovery, the chances are that you'll be experiencing a double whammy here. Perhaps it's caused by the medication that you take. Some medications that you are taking for heart disease can also cause fatigue. These include beta blockers and statin drugs. If you also have a sleep disorder like sleep apnea, a condition linked to heart disease, you can feel extreme fatigue during the day. Weakness, fatigue and shortness of breath are to be expected in virtually all of those recovering from a heart attack or heart surgery, especially in the early days after a discharge from the hospital. Patients should really be made aware that they may find just getting out of bed, taking a shower and dressing can feel utterly exhausting, especially in the early days and weeks. I know this. I found I couldn't even get up the stairs had to take a stop halfway, rest and then continue. I was going up on my hands and knees though due to having had my leg in plaster. So what can be done and how can you help yourself? There is no cure for fatigue. It's about allowing the mind and the body time to heal itself and in some instances living with it and finding ways to manage your energy that allow you to live your life your way. Because many different factors contribute to the fatigue experienced, it means that there is not only one suggestion that will work for everybody. To help you, I have come up with these four recommendations just to actually clarify what is happening and what perhaps is causing the fatigue and get the doctors to take you seriously. So the first thing is, check in with your medical team. If you're feeling fatigued, make an appointment with your doctor if lifestyle changes and better sleep habits aren't helping you. You should also talk to your doctor if your tiredness is accompanied by any of the symptoms I've mentioned today, or if you have any other concerns about your health. Your doctor can perform tests, depending on what they think might be causing your exhaustion. For instance, a blood test can help identify if hormone depletion is the cause. They can check for deficiencies such as iron, vitamin D and vitamin B12. You can also have a discussion about any side effects of your medications that you take and perhaps there's an alternative or even a better time of day to take them to avoid the fatigue. Secondly, I really recommend keep a record of your sleep. 
it may be helpful for you to keep a sleep diary to give your doctor a full picture of your nighttime habits. Include when you fall asleep and when you wake up, how often you wake in the night, etc. To help you with this, you can download my free Sleep Easy journal and there will be a few episodes in the future to help you get a good night's sleep. You can also jump on my waitlist for my six-week Sleep Easy workshop. I'll add to the show notes the links that you might need if you're interested. Another thing would be to practice non-sleep deep rest, NSDR. This is a new term coined by my new hero, Andrew Huberman, of Huberman Labs podcast. It encompasses techniques that have been around for the longest of times. NSDR is a state where your body enters a deeply relaxed state. It's not sleep, but you get the benefits of effectively taking a nap without actually having a sleep. So there's three ideas that actually help and provide you with non-sleep deep rest. The first one is yoga nidra. This is simply yoga sleep. I'd never heard of it before until I listened to Andrew's podcast. It involves following following a guided meditation called a script to enter into self-directed state of calm. You can find lots of these on YouTube. Just add in the search bar yoga nidra. That's N-I-D-R-A. Secondly, you can use guided relaxation. This is a progressive physical relaxation that allows your mind to focus on the speaker's voice and go on a journey of peace and calm. Listen out for next week's episode when I'll be talking about relaxamations and releasing some guided relaxations to help you calm, regenerate and feel good. Another third alternative is a simple laying meditation. For details of this, you can read more in my article that you can find on my website. You can feel fine after a heart attack. You can follow the instructions there, but the difference is that you find somewhere where you can lay down, not sit up, on your back with your feet just slightly elevated. So my third suggestion then is to be kind to yourself. Do not feel guilty. This is a condition that you are experiencing. It's called fatigue. It's just invisible as no doubt is the cause of it. If you've had a broken leg that is visible, you wouldn't feel guilt when asking someone for help. Understand and accept that fatigue is a thing. Fighting it just uses more of your energy when really you want to conserve it. And most importantly, listen to your body, your mind and your intuition that gut instinct. When the body says no more, stop and rest. So that's a few tips for you. But I've got a couple of things that might you might be thinking perhaps. So what could get in your way of following through with these? So you might be thinking to yourself, I've seen my doctor before and it's just tiredness. Well, my answer to that is don't be put off. Be your own advocate. See them again. Persistence does pay off. And if not, see a different doctor. As I said, be your own advocate and show your sleep diary. Ask for blood tests and to discuss your medication. Secondly, you might be thinking to yourself, I think people don't believe there is anything wrong with me. Well, that's their issue. It's not yours. 
You know how you feel. Who cares what others think? If people are unsupportive or unhelpful, it might be worth considering if they should hold any importance in your life. So, we're coming to the end of today's episode and I'd like to just recap on what we've talked about today. So firstly, fatigue is unrelenting exhaustion. On the other hand, lasts longer and is more profound and isn't relieved by rest. Two, appreciate the symptoms can differ, but on the whole, how it feels to have fatigue and it's not just being tired. The third thing we talked about was that it is a genuine thing and there are good reasons why you are experiencing fatigue. You're not lazy and it is not your imagination. And four, you have some actions to take to help you get back in control. Control of yourself and your life. The first one was go and see your doctor and get it checked. The second one, keep a record of your sleep so you know it isn't just being tired. Thirdly, practice non-sleep deep rest, NSDR protocols as described. And lastly, that being kind to yourself and patient is important. You matter the most. So thank you for listening to me today. I hope you got at least one takeaway from this episode. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and I feel honoured that you chose to listen to mine today. Thank you again. If you're curious to know about my Facebook community group, then just pop over to Facebook and put my heart and mind community in search and you're bound to come come across us and find us. We'd love to have you join our group and you will be made warmly welcome. If there are any topics that you'd like to discuss and like me to talk about, then please do drop me an email at sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, at myheartandmind.co.uk or you can find my Facebook page, Sally F. Crawley. And it leaves me just now to say that the beat goes on one moment at a time. I'll speak to you again real soon. Until then, bye-bye for now. You've been listening to Sally Crawley and the My Heart and Mind podcast, a show for you if you've had a heart attack, cardiac event, or other life-changing experience and want to feel good. It's all about mastering your feelings and emotions so you can feel great and live the life you love. To find out more, visit www.myheartandmind.co.uk And note that that's an A-N-D and not the ampersand character. Go be magnificent.